Hello everyone. Welcome to the Sports Lostage podcast. My name is Tushar Kateria and I'll be the host for today's episode. In this episode we have our special guest who is a motor sports lawyer working at a very niche area of practice. Uh, please welcome Magdalena Ferrer who is who is someone really great a women sports lawyer working into the motor sports industry which is very interesting. So first of all welcome Magdalena and thank you for being our guest for this special episode. It's an honor for us to have you on board. Thank you so much my pleasure. Yeah. So uh, let's start our podcast session. So uh, how you how is your journey started into the sports legal industry? Well, in fact my expertise was um as a lawyer it was international affairs. However, after uh, working for different consulates and embassies I am starting to provide passport athletes and emergency visa for athletes who has a tournament such as uh, tennis players or football players that um, they need to be transferred to another club. So the club has the right player. However, they cannot transfer this position because they don't have yet this uh, emergency visa because uh, as you know, according the transfer window, right. so sometimes you cannot manage with enough time. So I consider that it was really interesting that these uh, meets between international affairs and sports. Mm. So in 2018, I decided to to study my master in in international sports law. Right. And you actually, you done two masters. First, you already graduated from the UIC Barcelona, and then you done two different master's degree from ISTE and one in the immigration law and second is the international sports law. How does the master degree add value into your legal career? Because most of the master degree are focused on the deep research process. So how that master degree really help you out, add the value and differentiate you into the sports legal industry? Because a lot of the people, a lot of the students, they strictly go into the, do the masters from the very recognized university. But however, there are the certain skills which are required by any firm or by the any organization. So how that uh, sports law degree really help you out? Yeah, so in fact, it was in my case really helpful in the first stage of my career as a business immigration lawyer, because in this regard, you are able to defend all the items of the immigration, because, for example, in immigration, you have to provide a golden visa for a rich family for some specific country who wants to be settled in Spain. Right. So you have to take care about the school of the children, the real estate, uh, for example, the transfer of the corporate director to some headquarters to another company. So this is, can be a kind of visa. However, also you have to be able, if you are 100% focused in immigration law, as it was my case, to provide political asylum, international protection. Mm -hmm. So you need to have a deep expertise in uh, international law, humanitarian law, um, criminal law sometimes, if you have to provide some extradition. So you have to, you, you, you need a deep background about the international law. So the master was very specific and really helped me 
to work in a different countries because in my case it was not a specific no africa or no just united states of course then mm. i was more close to some specific countries but i have been working for many 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 countries yes right right we will go in that but before that uh, right now you are working in italy italy and uh, you are from spain and how the cultural transition happened for you because you have to shift shift from the another country you have to be start from the scratch and you have to start with the work also so how the that challenge for you especially when you doing into the cultural transition into the another country Yes, in fact, it has been very nice because the culture between Italy and Spain is very similar. Right. And in my case, uh, the city is the beautiful city, Città Eterna of Rome. And I'm originally from Ireland, Mallorca in Spain. So the weather is very similar, the people, the behavior. Right. So it's very similar. And... Uh, I went to a study abroad when I was 17 years old. So I have been mm. uh, living in different cities such as New York, Barcelona, Madrid. So now being in Rome is a, an amazing experience. And and the, the, the impact is not so big. Mm. Just the, the language that is true that is a little different. Uh, I'm not speaking 100% yet, but... It's easy to understand. And the culture is very similar. Yes. Yeah. And, and especially in, in mm -hmm. our field about motor sports, um, we can say that if you want to get involved in football, you must be in Madrid. Right. In Let's say in Spain, not just, but if you are in Madrid, mm. maybe because I love Madrid. But uh, if if we want to manage in motor sports, mm. Italy is a good place because of the racing brands and the passion that Italians have in their hearts about uh, racing. Yes, absolutely. And because of that, we can see that culture of the racing. What Ferrari had started way back in 1950, and now the what the legacy that has been given to the mode, especially in the, the Formula One, also in the Le Mans, which we saw in the Ferrari, Ford versus Ferrari in that movie. And we see how are the races have been evolved yes. from that time of time. And right now we can see the Italy become the epicenter for the, not only for the motorsports, as well as the supercars, which are developed into that country. There are so many brands right now. We can see the international brands right now. And most of the, uh, especially in India, there are so many uh, car manufacturing company they also had a collaboration with the italian brands so that they can develop that specific car which can be dominated into the uh, european market and because of that only italy become the epicenter for the motorsports industry so uh, Absolutely. right so yeah uh, you did work into the different re regions as a legal advisor especially in Nigeria and Morocco. And further, you also represented athletes from the Africa region as well as from the South American region. What are the challenges that you face while working with such different sets of clients, which are from the very different region? Because there are so many challenges that come up because the demands of the clients are something which we have to fulfill it no matter what we having the deadline that they set for that. So yeah, we always on that. Yes. Um... One of the main reasons that I feel passionate by international affairs, as well as the sports law, 
is because of the wide range of cultures that you have. Mm. So, so you learn as a human being how to treat the different people. Mm. And maybe now it's easier because we have Instagram through blah. But but before, for example, when I was studying in New York and you were in, in, in the master in international affairs, so maybe your teammates. Uh, were from Russia, Costa Rica, France, uh, Italy, Brazil, Japan. So at this time, I'm talking about maybe 12 years ago or 14 years ago, uh, you get noticed how the culture and the particular behavior of every country makes sense. Right. So if you wanted to be a good negotiating, a good diplomat, so you, you have to take this in mind, this requirement. For example, uh, if it's from Brazil, you can go dance. But if it's from Japan, you have to take care. The process is longer. Right. At the end, everyone uh, in Italia, right? Cittadino del mondo. At the end, <laughs> we are all uh, friends. But at the beginning, is 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 very important how you treat the people to engage them right. and to establish this um, this relationship absolutely so having said that why i have uh, been working with these uh, different fields so um, maybe because uh, i feel comfortable and i was able to understand this uh, culture for example uh so, so in africa with the um, with the embassies from uh, morocco and nigeria i was working as a legal advisor mm, right. so as a legal advisor i was entitled to provide business congress mm. attend to receptions so both are countries that the football is identity for them okay. right so right. the, the the Nigerian children or the Morocco, maybe they are not able to attend the school. Maybe they don't know how old are they, but they know that with a ball, they can play football with their right. neighbors. And is a tool, is a social tool to inclusion them. Right. So at the end, if, if we analyze this uh, situation, same happens with uh, South America, right? Right. Without entering in, in political uh, questions, uh, but we perceive that the football, the football in mm. Brazil, in Colombia, in Peru, years ago was the tool as well to include these children mm -hmm. and was some um, that if you yes was some reason to go out mm -hmm. to the country or when they uh, won for example we saw right with Argentina right. when they became the with the champion so is is a big present for them not right. just in terms of sports is to increase mm -hmm. the country Right. Yes, to promote them as an identity. Absolutely. And because this sport is something which is very inclusive in nature, 
it brings a lot of people yeah. comes together and because of that because i'm from india and we have so many different culture from different state and sports is a one of the major factor that joining each other and because of that we celebrate whether the indian open hockey team play really well in the olympics and right now the hockey world cup and world cup is right now happening in india and because right what happening uh the most of the attendance if you compare with the cricket because cricket is one of the major sports in india and mm-hmm. what happening in india right now the people are really interested in the hockey because the recent performance uh, given by the men's team in the tokyo olympics because because of that a lot of the people are being involved in that game and it is very pleasure that india was one of the major force way back in the 20th century and now they are also reviving their culture of the hockey not only hockey as well as other sports like what neera chopra has done in the tokyo olympics he was the first male athlete in the track and field event who won the gold medal and because that the legacy that will when he will leave in from the professional sport a huge bunch of pool will come into the especially in the track and field and we see that how many of the athletes like abhinav bindra from india who was the, he, he was also the first male shooter who won the gold medal for india in 2008 in the beijing olympics and that that achievement gave the lot of pool of talent right now into the shooting events especially because now india is performing really well into the asian games whether it's a commonwealth games world championship now in olympic games also so let's see what will happen because sports mm-hmm. is something which always connect to us whether you are watching hockey whether you're watching cricket whether you're watching football and football is one of the major it's a global sport and because of that we all get connected to each other and what happened with the uh, the netflix that they released the documentary drive to survive and because of that a lot of the people now are interested into the <laughs> formula 1 and the motorsport and because yeah. that we can see a lot of a new wave of uh, motorsports <laughs> happening in all around the globe we'll come on that so before that um, as you know the world is fully open right now except from china so how much traveling and time management required to to you have to work on that because you see you are working in the different time zone with a different set of client and you have to manage your work accordingly so how is the approach for that yes at the beginning it was a little bit difficult I... <laughs> this is the truth because Yes, because you are familiar with your uh, schedule. So um, my first destination was uh, in terms of motorsport, especially Dubai Abu Dhabi. Ah, uh, right. Uh, yes, it's true that maybe the difference is just two hours. Hmm. But uh, yes, maybe in the morning we say, no, just two hours. But it's true that maybe in the evening or night, you have to change your plans because hmm. no, maybe... In, uh, in the dinner or... yes at the beginning it was a little bit difficult but then you get familiar right so after traveling to dubai abu dhabi it was qatar right but when i felt the real impact it was when i was involved in a big a sports event mm-hmm. so um we were working with people from argentina colombia right uh brazil so here you here is when you get noticed that yes i'm a sports lawyer so if i want to continue you go to bed suddenly you wake up so that, uh, 
Yes, an arrival moment that you cannot uh, make a difference between day and night. Hmm. But at the end, the satisfaction is so big that then you that then you understand how to manage this. Okay, right. so if I will have more Zoom calls or more meetings in this timetable, so in this hour, I'm going to take a profit to take the rest. So yes, at the end, you manage yourself according uh, with the purpose to find your balance. Yes. Absolutely. And because what happened when you have different sets of client, their demand is something very different. And because that we have to work accordingly. And the one thing which I always said, what my plan is accordingly, because I also have to work for the paralegal job with the this uh, NGO in uh, UK and I'm living in, in India and I have to manage accordingly at what time. I, and because of that, my sleeping time is way bad right now compared to the normal human being who are working because what I do, I sleep around um 1:30 or 2:30 p.m. uh 2:30 a.m. in the morning so i have to according so because that i have to because uk timing is so much uh, way behind if you compare to the indian standard time and because of that i have to work out accordingly but work demand is something that we have to fulfill it for our client and because of that especially if you also working into the sports industry they are because you already know that how Working in a different time zone can become very challenging for people like us. So, so, yeah. And yeah, because uh, we see right now that especially you are from the motorsports industry, you are representing the clients and we see especially in the Formula 1, which is is a very exclusive uh, in terms of the, the racing teams which are right now. And there are only 10 Formula 1 racing teams. And uh, so why there is such exclusiveness, especially in the Formula One, because we see that there are so many good drivers right now in F3 and F2 racing teams, which are performing really well. And recently we see the former F2 driver, Jehan, uh, uh, who was be, who was with the Red Bull junior team. And right now he is being signed by the, as a reserve driver with the um, Mahindra racing uh, eSport team. Mahindra Racing team who is right now in the Formula E sector. So yeah, why this exclusiveness is in the, especially in the Formula One? Yes, it's a very good question. Um, maybe because this exclusivity is a consequence of this um, glamorous atmosphere. Mm. Um, but go straight to the answer. I think that the, the the most clear answer is because of the high budgets that the drivers have to face to enter uh, in the, right. the high budgets. Because we have to bear in mind that first you have to find a seat. Mm. Once you have a seat because you are a really talent as a mm. driver. you have to be able to reach this amount. Mm. Once you have this amount, this is not the amount of the seat. Also, you need the amount to provide your testing. Mm. Then you have to take uh, care about the timing, the momentum, because the seat will not be there always waiting for you. Mm. Then the season, I mean, 
here, here is very important. Why is so exclusive? First, because the budget is so expensive. Mm. And then the timing that you have to manage the timing that is very different from football. Mm. So uh, then is 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 a circle very, very close. Um because then the our question could be okay, but if the budget is so expensive, we can contact with the sponsors because mm. this is the reason about the sponsorship agreements, of course. But then uh, attract to big names such as Aramco, Red Bull. Right. Let's say that the Sparco is more flexible mm. with the new talents and the new drivers. But if you need a big uh, a big amount and you have to reach a big name, a big uh, racing brand, it's difficult to arrive mm. to them because, of course, and it makes sense, they want to promote the Formula 1 drivers. So for the drivers that they are in Formula 3, Formula 2, this... This uh this lab this this um this step is the most difficult. Mm. Why? Because the driver perceives that he is good. Right. The driver has has the enough knowledge. <clears throat> excuse me, that he is uh that he is ready uh to arrive to this to these points to make the scores that the car is good, that he is mm. able to manage the, the engineer team. And then, then um, if you don't have enough resources in terms of contacts right. and in terms of financial agreements, when the driver perceives that, but I just need this amount and for this amount, I cannot be there. Uh, here we insert a new element that is the resilience and is the the mental health and is the um, uh, follow your dream even you have to wait another season right. and then the age right so let's say that is uh, the expensive budget the timing the age the age of the mm. driver because. If we remind Ayrton Senna, Alain Prost, mm. the age of the Formula drivers was totally different right. from now. Absolutely, agree. Yes, because now the age is 19, 20, because if your driver is in Formula 3, Formula 2, and he's uh, 22, 21, he's old. Mm. So it's something... Uh, scaring right because he's very young but but the time that you need to reach this budget so uh yes they and and the fourth element is the age the age of the driver uh. so is a complex framework is a complex framework that we have to manage and coordinate very fast between the team mm -hmm. the driver and the big companies that act as a sponsors right because we see so many drivers who are already in lineup i 
20 drivers and other than the reserve drivers who used to test the cars we see that Danny Ricardo right now being a test driver for the Red Bull racing team I think if I remember clearly but we see because right now we see so many young drivers are coming on board on the, in the Formula 1 we see Charles Leclerc who is driving for Ferrari yes. right now and same way there's a one form for McLaren I cannot uh, recall his name but he's also a really good driver and we see a new wave of drivers who are doing performing really well and between that Lewis Hamilton someone with his age and performing really well at the top of the level right now and he's already been leveled with the Michael Schumacher record and we see how we'll do it it with his age with the skills that he present because he because we already know that motorsports uh, racing it required a very huge investment if even if you are performing at the amateur level and we see Lewis Hamilton from 1998 to 9, 2000 uh, he invested around I think 100,000 pounds at that time and if we reevaluate it it will be much more right now more than 600,000 uh, pounds right now so because of that exclusive, exclusiveness in the Formula 1 something we see that the limited number of people and you already mentioned that the, the number of elements which are being uh, one of the major factors who which revolve around the formula one racing so yeah so moving on there's a very interesting question because you see two important races in india MotoGP and formula e and from 2011 to 2013 formula one races happen and but because of the tax because of the taxation policies because Motorsports and Formula One comes under the bracket of the entertainment sector. And because of that, uh, the teams have to pay the taxes. So because uh, it's been a, a whole decade and uh, wa will the, the Formula E and MotoGP can revive the culture of the motorsports in India? Because if we had the Formula One from, if it, if it had continued from 2013, we can see uh, a new pool of talents, a new pool of drivers, who can be a part not only in the Formula 1, MotoGP, Formula E. Formula E is something which is, I think, this is the ninth season. And in the shortest span of time, we see what Formula E has done and how they approach something which is really global because they are focusing on something very different approach and their study is quite different from the Formula 1. So, you, so your views on that, how the motorsport culture in India can be revived with the help of this these races. Yes, first of all, congratulations, because this is uh, an amazing news. And I think that this is uh, will be a gold uh, era for India. And uh, as a Spanish uh, citizen, I'm very proud that the CEO from Dorna Sports has visited your country. And they have signed a memorandum of understanding during seven years, right. especially in terms of MotoGP. So I think that this is will be very attractive right. because we cannot forget the concept of innovation. Mm -hmm. So now, for example, we have seen that Qatar, it has been famous besides of the World Cup. But last year, is it was the first year that they hold the Formula One event. Mm -hmm. Last year was the first one. It's true that in MotoGP, they are very famous. In fact, for example, um, Jorge Lorenzo and all these uh, riders uh, went there. But I think that India will be a very beautiful scenario 
to receive Formula E and MotoGP. Mm-hmm. So yes, and and the the most important step is done right because Dorne Sports is very powerful right. in terms of commercial right holders. So if they feel interested and attracted in in your country, mm. in seven years that is a a very good result. I think that it will be amazing. And I will do all my best to be there in the MotoGP circuit. Yeah, we're glad to host you right here because it's in within my state. So because for Formula V, I won't be able to travel because of this uh, of the prior commitments I have done. But for the MotoGP, I will be there. I'm promising that I will be someone managed to come in to watch the first MotoGP race in India because... Both international circuits have a very really great legacy for the Formula One, and Sebastian Vettel already told that he the both international circuit was his favorite uh, circuit because of the how it was designed in accordingly accordingly for the Indian condition. So yeah, let's see what will happen because it's a very huge moment for us, and we see that uh, because the because Mahindra Racing already been a part with the first season of the Formula E. and the innovation which has been done into that races and with that we can see that a lot of innovations are coming on board with their domestic car which they are manufacturing in india and because of these races the innovation which will be done with such cars with their gen 3 because recently we see they already finished the four, in the position 3 in the last race so yeah they done pretty well from the how they evolving their work right now they are also evolving their work in uh, india especially when they are manufacturing their cars especially for the indian condition so because of that motorsports do a really great job in terms of the innovation because they in, they in they invent so many different kind of technology according to the conditions so yeah so uh, we see right now that um, there's a in formula 1 racing team there has been a certain breach of the threshold in regards to the budget capping uh, while developing their racing car which ultimately can give the upper hand in terms with the other competitive cars and we have seen in the last few season at what happened with the teams that are getting their parts from the another manufacturers so recently we see that red bull they break that threshold in for the budget capping while developing their car and they already recently fia they already reduced the budget capping i think right now it's a 135 million and uh, what will this such incident can happen in future because the way that f1 teams are exploiting such kind of rules and regulation in terms of the budget capping which is because budget capping done in terms of to give the equal opportunity to all the formula 1 racing teams so yeah your views on that yes 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 i agree with your um, affirmation this is a equal condition right for all the drivers because when you when you are inside of this um, when you are inside of this atmosphere uh because you know that i'm representing a formula 4 racing driver mm-hmm. um of course you perceive the different teams and every team has their own engineers mm-hmm. and every engineers the particular motor 
So of course it's true. I don't know how can I say this, but of course it's true that they are different cars. Let's yeah. say in this diplomatic way. Yeah. And this is an evidence. Mm -hmm. In this category, it's more difficult to prove because, mm. of course, we cannot compare Formula 4, Formula 3 with Formula 1. Mm. We cannot compare, but but you can you can perceive something. Right. No? So, yes, I think that this is very important that uh, the FIA has uh, to establish this uh, common, common condition uh, because otherwise there is... Uh, no pacta sunt servanda. Uh, otherwise, there is no equal rights for the drivers. Right. So, yes, I think that this is the answer. Yeah. And because of this, now the other racing teams like Mercedes, which who, who have a really great budget, they can do such kind of things. And because of that, we have to see that how we have to evolve the rules and regulation because ultimately it's for the drivers that who are being associated with such kind of a sport so let's see what will happen if this isn't whether such kind of incident may happen or not so yeah we have to look into this yes, yes because for example here we can remind the, the concept of fair play right. that i was forget fair play fair play let's sportiva because if we as a sports lawyers and the sports institutions don't try at least at least to insert some equal conditions such as fair play, the market will uh, become very dirty, no? Right. So, so, so if we have to challenge the, the exclusivity, the mm. glamorous atmosphere, uh, how difficult is for a young driver believe in himself to follow his dream? Um, so, if if the if the concerning institution in this case FIA don't take the right measures to 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 try to find these uh, equal conditions is very difficult. So, I'm absolutely agree with this. Yeah. So let's move on to the last question. So what uh, what is the future plan? Because right now you are working as a corporate lawyer for the FIM Latin America. Congratulations for holding a new role. Thank you so much. So uh, how is the new role for this organization and also working with the drivers on the different motorsports events who are being associated with you for a longer relationship? So yeah, you, you future plans for it. Yeah, so I think... I'm very happy because uh, it's a role that uh, clearly defined what, which has been my career, because you know that as a corporate lawyer, there is a mix between legal and business. Right. So this means that I have uh, done between international affairs and sports law. Now mm. I can execute with this uh with this appointment received from the FIM Latin America, that of course is my pleasure uh, to have this honor to represent the 20 countries. Mm. So uh, yes, basically is uh, try to uh, draft 
cooperation agreements with different countries, draft mm. uh, the agreements with the riders, uh, negotiate with other federations. In this case, so for example, now as a Spanish and representing the film Latin America, mm. I'm entitled to negotiate with both. So this is a very beautiful role because um, it's not litigation. Mm. Of course, if I write the case, I have to go to task. But but besides of litigation is uh, is uh, be able to manage and coordinate uh my institution with other institutions with other countries so negotiating drafting uh, contracts representing the riders which are the right brands according to the championship because is not this because is the thing that we explained at the beginning right how to face these different embassies so how to face these different championship because is not the same process a championship in Argentina that a championship in Qatar mm. or in Dubai. So according to the environment, according to the culture, you will call, you will get in touch with a particular brands right. close to the country. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, because the new roles which are coming on board and you are handling such kind of position and working with the different clients who are from the very different region. And we already talk about it, the challenge that, challenges that you face and you are still managing somehow that how have to work in such kind of um, close deadline. And because of that, we see that you are fulfilling your career as a motor sports lawyer because you are already into the sports legal industry but you are a motor sports lawyer right now so yes. yeah thank you so much for being our guest for My this pleasure. episode uh, and before leaving for this episode any last remark did you have to add before we end this session yes i want to encourage all the people who is fascinated with this uh, motor sport industry because i know that now, thank you to Netflix, uh, Seria and everything is maybe now it's easier to get involved, but five or six years ago, it was, uh, I don't want to say impossible, but difficult because most of the sports lawyer, most of the Congress was focused in football. Right. So it didn't have any any facility to, to to get in touch, to get inside the circle. You couldn't attend any conference, any congress, and anything. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you feel alone. How can I arrive? Yes, uh, how can I contact to this team? Mm -hmm. But now, thank you to these people. Thank you to these dreamers and believers. Uh, everything is, uh, every time is is getting uh more possible to arrive to this industry so my my uh last sentence is go ahead sports is not just football football is very beautiful but there is many sports uh, ma many types of sports and if yours is motor sports go ahead yeah because i did my interview because now i can declare because i gave my um because I already applied for the Mercedes AMG Formula One motorsport team. And that's a very different kind of process. If you are 
going for the motorsports industry because I work with a different client, different sets of client from e-sports, football, cricket. And with a zero knowledge, I still, because what I done, I watched that, uh, that Netflix documentary that really helped me out to get the initial knowledge, how the motorsport industry work. And because of that, I done the connection with people. I connected with the people like you, people like Akash Sharma, who is right now working. He's one of the few people from India who is working with in the European market as a motorsports lawyer. And he's, I think, working with the Alpine racing team as a legal counsel. He's working there. So yeah, because people like such people like you, like Akash, they are working in this industry and it, it give a, a certain boost for the people like us who are making their mark into the sports legal industry. So yeah, it's a very fulfilling thing that, and it's a give you a very huge boost for us to, you can actually be into these, into the motor sports, either you are working as an independent or being associated with the, any motor sports racing team. So yeah. So that's it. So thank you so much, Magdalena, for coming on My board pleasure. for this session. Thank you everyone for listening to the end of this episode. If you really like our episode, make sure that you like and subscribe our channel. Also, you can find me and Sports Lawsuit on social media platform. I'll put the link down below of our link tree link so that you can go and check us out. And if you want to know what are things that I'm doing, so just follow me on the Instagram. So it's a TK Sports Lawyer. So just find me on, as well as on Twitter and Instagram. So yeah, we will meet you in our next episode. Until then, goodbye everyone.